0: Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Fifteen months ago, Sam Page took over as county executive. His predecessor, Steve Stanger, had been indicted on charges of theft of honest services, mail fraud, and bribery. He's serving a 46-month prison sentence. Now, Page's election by his peers on the county council lets him run as an incumbent, but it also, well, forces him to run as an incumbent. And his challengers have plenty of ideas of what they'd like to do better. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum recently interviewed Page and his three chief rivals in advance of August Democratic primary. And he joins me here in studio to talk about what he learned. So, Jason, welcome.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Do you think it's fair to see this election as a referendum on Sam Page?
1: Oh, of course. I would say that he even says that himself. Um, Whether he gets two more years in office will... Wholly depend on whether people in St. Louis County feel like he's been doing a good job during these really unprecedented times. In fact, I was starting to write a script for another feature I'm going to be writing about uh, the the COVID response, and I don't think that there's been any evidence, more evidence, showcasing how important county government is in people's lives than how the county has responded to COVID. Like it showed that the county government could shut businesses down; they could. Uh, restrict where people could go and where they what they had to do if they're out and about wearing wearing mask i have you can't see me now but i'm like waving a mask right here and uh there there are some people who feel that county executive page's response to covid was was far-sighted and good and there's a lot of people on both ends of the political spectrum that feel it was lacking in certain areas so not only with that but other areas of county government it's going to be the main determining factor, whether he stays in office or not. Okay.
0: So yeah, as you mentioned, this coronavirus response, this was absolutely unprecedented. Uh, Page is a medical doctor. So to some extent, he was maybe a little bit better prepared for something like this coming in. But as you said, he has faced some criticism over this. Some of the criticism has to do with the coronavirus response in North St. Louis County. What's the gist of what critics are saying about that?
1: There have been a number of municipal leaders in St. Louis County, particularly black political leaders that do not feel that the testing was adequate enough in North St. Louis County at the the height of the, the initial outbreak. And I, I think that they would point to the fact that a lot of people that were getting coronavirus and died of coronavirus were black. That's a nationwide problem. Mm-hmm. It's also a problem in St. Louis City as well. What uh, County Executive Page would say is that testing was difficult everywhere in the country at the beginning of the outbreak. Mm-hmm. And it was He also pointed out that there was testing available on the early stages. uh,
2: Let's
0: actually, let's listen to that in his own words. You interviewed him for Politically Speaking, and here's what he said in response to those critiques.
2: First, we have to understand that after decades of racial and economic segregation and struggles in North County, that um, there's a lot of frustration. And whenever um, any sort of deficiency is witnessed, there is a sincere belief that it is um, isolated in that area of the county. But the the truth is, is that we had trouble with testing everywhere in America when COVID first hit. We had tr- trouble with testing everywhere in the county when it first hit. And if you look at those zip code maps, we did an enormous amount of testing in North County. We had an enormous amount of positive test results in North County. We we're providing a lot of tests there. The first test in North County was done at Christian Hospital on March 23rd. And the narrative that there was somehow testing um, you know, at at a later date in North County is just a false narrative that was created as part of the political process.
0: And that's County Executive Sam Page. Um, Do you think he makes a persuasive case here?
2: I
1: think that if you look at any executive leader during the coronavirus outbreak, I've often remarked that I would not want to be a mayor of a large city or county executive of a large county or president of the United States because the response kind of came off as lacking everywhere. So I think that there is definitely some truism in there. It doesn't necessarily change the perception and it doesn't necessarily change the fact that North St. Louis County, where the bulk of the county's black population lives, was hit particularly hard. And from a political standpoint, North St. Louis County could be vital towards choosing the Democratic nominee. There are, I think, I'm pretty sure St. Louis County has more black voters than any other place In the entire state of Missouri, Hmm. so whichever candidate can get the most votes from that area may have a a, a, an edge. Though it's not really clear whether three well-established white guys have like you know a natural connection to a largely black area. So I think that remains to be seen whether. Anybody will get a foothold.
0: Well, speaking of well-established white guys, we do have a plethora of those in this race, um, three of them. And the one who has had the just the loudest criticism of, um, Of Page. I think it's fair to say that that's Jake Zimmerman, the county auditor. Yeah. Um, Assessor. uh, County assessor. My bad. Yes. (laughs) Um, And when you sat down with him for Politically Speaking, he certainly had a lot to say about what he thinks Page is doing wrong. Um, Let's listen to what he told you as he tried to tar Page with more of the same when it comes to county corruption.
1: Given... What happened in 2019 with the fall of Steve Stanger? Do you have any regrets that you didn't step forward in 2018 and run against Stanger directly?
3: I regret that Steve Stanger was a criminal. I regret the tragedy that was the no-bid contracts, the political patronage, and the backroom deals. And I regret that the people of this community have lacked leadership for so long. What I'm proud of is I'm proud of my record running an honest office in St. Louis County in the midst of the madness. I'm proud that I stood up to the corruption. I'm proud that I said no to Steve's deals when others, including the current county
0: executive, said yes. And that's county assessor Jake Zimmerman, um, certainly a a strong candidate for this race. Does he have a fair point saying that Sam Page is, is more of the same in the line of Steve Stenger?
1: Well, I mean, some people would say that's unfair. Steve Stanger was seeped in moral turpitude. So I I can't really say that Sam Page is in the same level as somebody who's literally in jail right now in South Dakota. But I think that Zimmerman is trying to make the point that he feels that Page is 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 kind of doing sort of the same like political gamesmanship sort of things. And some of Page's detractors, mainly Republican detractors on the county council, have made similar arguments. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether or not that actually like resonates to a county voter pool that may not be paying super close attention to the you know, minutiae of county council politics remains to be seen. I will just say, though, that the question that I was asked was based on the fact that it was widely believed if Zimmerman had run in 2018 against Stanger, Maybe he would have been able to defeat him in a primary. Now there's a lot of what ifs. Mark Monavani may have run too. It may have been a three-way race, and Stenger might have won a plurality. But I think that that was one, that's one, one of the criticisms of Zimmerman that he is too risk averse to run in elections uh, when when it actually mattered. And and some of that may stem from prior experience, but. Obviously, you heard the answer to that criticism right there.
0: Yeah, and he, uh, Zimmerman portrays himself in that clip as standing up to corruption at the time uh, that Stenger was in charge. Did he do that in real time?
1: Um, I think it really depends on the particular situation. I do know that Zimmerman was a longtime ally of Charlie Dooley, who obviously was no friend to Steve Stenger, though the assessor's office kind of operates in a different silo than you know the county executive's office. One thing I will say, though, is that Zimmerman came on this show and said that he had grave concerns about making Steve Stinger the all-powerful megamare under the Better Together plan even though he would have become the all-powerful assessor under the Better Together plan. Is
0: that really a thing, the all-powerful The mega assessor?
1: I, I guess it was, but I, didn't, I don't think it was as uh, catchy as calling the, the metro mayor the mega mayor. But,
0: but certainly in fairness to Zimmerman, that plan, the Better Together plan, was backed by a lot of powerful people. Um, you know, certainly the, the conventional wisdom early on was this was an important thing to get behind. He spoke out about the role they would have given Stenger on that before a lot of people did.
1: I, I would say that a lot of people within county politics spoke out against against that because at that point, 2019, Stanger had zero allies on the county council and was already a pretty detested figure. I think I've often talked to you on the show about how he and Eric Greitens were like 1A and 1B as far as detestable political figures. And that was before Stanger went to jail. So I I think that that was happening again within this bubble of county politics, but it wasn't necessarily like Spreading elsewhere until a lot of like black political r- leaders realized that Better Together would have decimated their political power and rallied against it. So Zimmerman may have been ahead of the curve. Page was not necessarily like a, a super fan of Better Together, though, probably because he was kind of at war with Stenger at that point.
0: Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Now, I mentioned earlier this plethora of white male candidates in this race, and the third white male running is Mark Montavani. Now, he did challenge Steve Stenger back when other people didn't want to take this on. He lost very narrowly. I'm going to play um, uh, him talking to you on Politically Speaking. He does seem to have a very clear pro-business message compared to these other two more progressive candidates Here Here's what he said about that.
4: First of all, I believe it's it's imperative for St. Louis County to change its reputation to a place that is good to do business in instead of a place that is difficult to do business in. Many businesses today are uh, relocating to St. Charles County or to Jefferson County, uh, and they are critical of the degree of uh, regulation and oversight uh, in in St. Louis County. Any examples of that? Well, uh, the, the 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 number of uh, housing starts in our community in St. Louis County are very low relative to what they were ten years ago, uh, uh, and uh, and and all all one has to do is uh, sort of track the flight of restaurants from North St. Louis County to St. Charles to see that. Uh, uh, businesses are 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 flooding to uh, to the west,
0: and that's Mark Montavani. As we said, narrowly lost last time. What does his path to victory look like potentially in this race?
1: I think that his path to victory is. I mean, anybody who wins this race is ever going to have a narrow path to victory because they're going to be dividing up certain population centers of the county, and there's no real clear prediction about which part of the county will, will go for who. I think Montavani's pathway is, is, is several fold. First of all, he may, he may connect with voters who were like, man, we should have elected him instead of, you know, jailbird Steve Stanger, first of all. We made a mistake last time. Um, number two, he may appeal to Republicans. I mean, it's Biggest criticism that Stanger threw at him in 2018 was that he donated to a number of Republicans, including the aforementioned Eric Greitens, which we talked about at length in 2018. Um, he but has
0: disowned that support. Of course.
1: He, he disowned that support in 2018. And the reason why that may be important is because the Republican primary for county executive is between two people that have been like raising no money and have a I'm gonna say don't have a great chance of winning in November just because St. Louis County is becoming a sixty five percent Democratic county. Republicans may cross over. And mm-hmm. I think that some of the candidates that are that are talking about how progressive they are, like Page and Zimmerman, are are worried about that possibility. It happens in St. Louis City all the time. I don't think Lyda would be mayor without Republican voters in the city. And I, I think that's an element of his of his Coalition. I don't think it's the only element. I don't think you can win a Democratic primary just on Republican crossover voters because you don't know how many will actually do that. And again, I've been talking throughout this conversation about how uh, county government and county politics opera, often operates in a very small bubble. And it's not really clear at this point like whether this will capture the imagination of lots and lots of people.
0: Yeah, at this point, it certainly doesn't feel like with everything going on in the world that this is tops on most St. Louisans' agenda. That could change in the next
1: month. It, it could. And I think also, too, especially with uh, you know the Centene CEO's uh, remarks and also Centene building a new headquarters in Charlotte, it's not out of the question that Montevani's business experience and what you just heard there could resonate with people who are concerned about the economic uh, vitality of the St. Louis region.
0: Before we get to the break here, I'd be remiss not to um, also get into the fourth candidate who's in this Democratic primary. She has a very different background from the other three. Uh, Jamie Tolliver is a woman. She's black. She's also a political newcomer. Here's what she told you about the perspective that she brings.
1: I feel like I represent a lot of the people in the county. And I think that
0: when you know that someone who has been where you've been, who's done what you've done,
1: who has lived, who lives and currently still does live where you live, then you realize that you have a voice. You have a seat at the table that, that it's like you,
0: somebody gets it. Like if I, if I were, if I came from money and all I knew was money and I lived in a gated community and I would only know the concerns of my neighbors. And that's Jamie Tolliver. What do you see as the motivating issues for her?
1: I, I think uh, a lot of a lot of what she told me is she wants to gauge public opinion about policing and economic development in St. Louis County. Um, I think that she is definitely coming into this race as an outsider in that she's never run for office before. And because she is a black woman in a contest with three white male candidates, she definitely stands out. Her challenge, though, is I don't know if her name recognition is very high. And she hasn't raised as much money as the other three candidates and does not have the institutional or organizational support, but definitely a voice that I think probably should be heard by voters when they go into the, the voting booth.
0: And when we come back from our break here, um, we're going to talk a lot more about the policing issues, which are huge right now in St. Louis County. Um, But we also want to invite you to join us. Do you have a question about the county executive's race for Jason Rosenbaum? You can call us at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. You can also send us a tweet at STL on air or email us at talk at stlpublicradio.org. We also do want to mention we are teaming up with KSDK and the Nine Network for a debate featuring these four Democratic candidates and that's going to be July 22nd at 7 p.m. We'll also be airing it uh, the next day on St. Louis on the Air. So let's take that quick break now. We'll come back with St. Louis Public Radio reporter Jason Rosenbaum and talk even more about this race. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.
3: Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. ChooseWood.com.
0: Welcome back. We're talking about the St. Louis County Executives Race with St. Louis Public Radio reporter Jason Rosenbaum, and this may not be tops on anyone's agenda right now, as we were talking about before the break, but probably it should be. I mean, this is a very important race for the future of the county. There's a lot at stake here in August.
1: Yeah, again, I have mentioned throughout this this uh, vibrant conversation with you about how I have some doubts about whether this race is is really resonating with lots of people in St. Louis County. And not just because I've devoted a lot of time to talking with the candidates and reporting on the issues and spending, oh, I don't know, the last nine years following St. Louis County government. But this really is a, a really critical race. The county executive's office has a ton of power over the largest county in the state of Missouri. It has more people than some states. I think it has about 990,000 people. So it's basically like being the governor of what, Wyoming or Vermont or something like that. As I mentioned, like county government probably affects people's lives a lot more directly sometimes than state or federal government. So People should definitely pay attention to this contest.
0: And if people want to learn more about any of these candidates, um, you've now done these politically speaking interviews with all of them. Those are all now live. Um, People can go to stlpublicradio.org to listen to your conversations with them. You can also get that wherever you get your podcasts. You can go in more in depth on all four of these candidates. Um, One of the issues we wanted to talk about today, uh, the police issue, likely to be a major issue in this race. Now, the chief hired by the police board appointed by County Executive Sam Page have to, you know, he couldn't just directly hire someone, but he did put in place the people that hired her. This is Mary Barton. And she had to backtrack over her assertion that the county police department does not have systemic racism. Page's opponent, Jake Zimmerman, seized on that. Here's what he told you about that on Politically Speaking.
3: It is outrageous that St. Louis County has a police chief who, when asked What do you think about racism in the county police department said I don't think there's a racism problem racism no racism here. That is not leadership that's denialism that's sticking your head in the sand let's say it let's say it directly there is a huge problem with racism institutionalized in our institutions going far beyond police but there is a problem with police violence right here in St. Louis County. And I'm the only candidate for county executive with a real plan for police reform. I'm the only candidate for county executive with the guts to demand some accountability and some transparency. And I'm the only candidate for police reform who will say, no, it is not okay
0: to have leadership that defends the status quo. And that is County Assessor Jake Zimmerman. Now, you also asked Dr. Page about her and about her words. And here is what he told
2: you about that. In general, um, Chief Barton has to find words and vocabulary that express what she means in her heart and what she wants to see in the department. And as a new police chief, initially, she struggled with that. Um, Over the past week, we've heard different descriptions, different words to describe what she wants to do in the department. And I'm going to give her the opportunity to find those words and to lead the department, again, under the direction of the police board who sets the policy. We have a lot of conversations. We will have a lot of ongoing conversations as we do a deep dive into the police department. We'll be reviewing those policies. I've asked for a deep review of policies, procedures, and training, and uh, the police chief has agreed to do that, and I'm looking forward to that.
0: And that is incumbent County Executive Sam Page. He talks about a vocabulary problem. Is this just a vocabulary problem? It's
1: certainly a communications problem. I, I can't emphasize enough how angry people were over chief barton's comments especially elected leaders within the black community in st louis county and i i would also just add that st louis count the st louis county police department has a very mixed reputation in predominantly black areas the 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 thing that i like to bring up the most is joe manis and i interviewed every single person that ran for ferguson city council in 2015 right after michael brown was shot and killed At a time when the Ferguson Police Department was under unprecedented national scrutiny, not a single person told us that they wanted St. Louis County to take over policing in Hmm. Ferguson. And you've also had situations, too, where communities like Delwood had used St. Louis County for policing and now use the North County Police Cooperative, probably for cost, but also because the reputation of the county, rightly or wrongly, County Police Department doesn't have the best reputation even though it is highly regarded for being a very well trained and you know well thought of police force so there's a perception problem and that doesn't even get into the whole reason why Chief Barton is there in the first place because of the whole fallout from the Wild situation and Chief Belmar's uh, inter- interchange with that, and that had it all to do with uh, LGBTQ rights in-, in the police department.
0: Yeah, let's let's briefly talk about this wild haver situation. This was an officer who was repeatedly denied promotions because he himself is gay, and it ended up leading to a lawsuit. Uh, this lawsuit actually went to trial, very unusual there in and of itself. The county got hit with a very large verdict after this, and it seemed at the time that this was a political scandal that was going to be very bad for Sam Page. Yet right now, it just doesn't feel like we're here. It's Hearing that much about it, has so much happened because of this pandemic? This is now old news from spring?
1: Possibly. And I also, because of the, the, the strange dynamic between the county executive's office and the police department, there's layers of like separation between the two. As you kind of mentioned on the outset, the county executive's office does not directly control the police department, but in this case, Sam Page has appointed the majority of the police board and hypothetically could tell the police board, I want something to happen, and they may listen to him more. They may not listen to him more. You saw that with this entire situation with the study where uh, Dr. L.J. Punch, who was uh, appointed by... Sam Page has been very critical of that idea, even though Sam Page has been very much supportive.
0: And she's, uh, she's his appointee to the police board. Uh, Page has backed a privately funded study of the police department and apparently put this in motion without really checking in with his police board first. It's,
1: yeah, there's some ambiguity about that. But I think what Dr. Punch told the St. Louis Post-Dispatch is there's been lots of studies about policing in the region, including the Ferguson Commission. And another study isn't really needed. What, what uh, County Executive Page would say is, you know, it's always good to have another set of eyes look at training and operations. Some of Page's political adversaries are saying this is like an election year stunt. But we'll just have to see how quickly that study comes, because if that study doesn't come terribly quickly, and this is what Ray Price of the police board told me, it's not going to be very useful. So it has to be a pretty swift look, but it also has to be a pretty thorough look. And That's going to be hard to do those Usually doing something quick and thorough is very difficult anywhere.
0: Now, this third uh, major candidate in the race, Mark Montevani, he might have a little bit different perspective on some police issues. He has been endorsed by the police union. And you asked him about that. Uh, here's what he had to say.
1: As I'm sure you know, since the protests began, police unions have come under fire from a lot of activists as being... Kind of intractable obstacles to change do you feel that the fact that you were endorsed by the st louis county police uh, union may essentially be a turn off for some voters who feel that way
4: well it may be i i think it'll also be a turn on for some voters depending on where one is uh, relative to their perspective of uh, the police Uh, But but I I reiterate the fact that my conversations with the executive committee of the St. Louis County Police Association have uh, convinced me that there is an openness to uh, change. And my leadership style, uh, especially if one is the leader of an enterprise like St. Louis County government, suggests that one creates change more by having thoughtful conversations with people about how to change than by throwing uh, stones at them and uh, uh, being accusatorial.
0: And that's Mark Montevani, a candidate for St. Louis County Executive, running against incumbent Sam Page. He's got the police union's endorsement. Are they as controversial in St. Louis County as in the city?
1: Well, they don't have Jeff Rorta as a business manager. Makes and, a big difference. Jeff Rorta is, uh, well, I would even say that if you asked him, he's, he would admit that he's controversial. So no, but I do think, as I mentioned in the outset, a lot of activists feel that Police unions, and I'm using that term broadly because technically the St. Louis County Police Association is not a union because collective bargaining is difficult in Missouri for public employees, yada, yada, yada. But still, they've been seen as impediments to actually implementing policy change nationwide, which is why I asked that question. And there could be people in a county which I think has a lot of people that are more reform minded when it comes to police that see that endorsement and We'll vote for either Page or Zimmerman because of that. I don't think that there's any way around it. There could be some more moderate or conservative Democrats or crossover Republicans that see that as a benefit, but I, I think it, I don't know, it it helped it may have helped Steve Stanger a little bit in 2018 when he had that endorsement. It remains to be seen whether a county that is moving further to the left will see that as an asset or a, a, a black mark against Montevani.
0: We also got a question from Twitter. Um, Amanda writes, what are these candidates' plans for combating the issues that Niedorf cited last week? And this is the Centene CEO who kind of blasted the region a bit. How will they work to engage the community?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. There's a lot of different layers of of issues that came with the, the whole Centene CEO's comments, in fact, if if I'm not mistaken, didn't Centene get a lot of tax benefits to build in Clayton? That is
0: my perception as well. Yeah.
1: So I mean, there's a lot of people are saying that and there are a lot of people saying that Centene hasn't contributed enough money to, you know, bridging the racial divides in our community. And then some people would say they've done a lot because they're a gigantic company. I think it's a difficult balance because there there are really beneficial things about St. Louis, like the cost of living here. And, you know, the fact that there's great museums and great restaurants, and, and it's really easy to buy homes here. But the crime problem in this region is is a huge black mark. It's also a perception problem. And I, I don't know, though, I have a little bit of, of skepticism whether people are going to run just to make sentient CEO happy. You know, I, I think it definitely spoke volumes. But Eventually, you have to govern without necessarily taking all your orders from one company. So we'll have to see.
0: And I should mention that CEO—that's Nidorf, uh, not Nidorf. I do too much reading of the news, not enough listening. Well, to Well, I it. didn't know
1: how to pronounce his name either. That's why I just called him the Sentine CEO. <laughs> there you go. Very so smart. I didn't want to—I didn't want to screw up his name. Chris Coster, who works for Sentine, <laughs> would probably yell at me for doing that. So.
0: Well, I hope he's listening and will yell at you. That would—that would amuse me. Um, so, Jason, we've talked a lot about this race today, and again, there's going to be this debate. This is going to be on July 22nd at 7 p.m. It's St. Louis Public Radio teaming up with KSDK and the Nine Network. You'll be able to hear it the next day as well on St. Louis on the Air. A lot of chance to learn about these candidates, as well as all these episodes of Politically Speaking. But what do you see as one key thing to watch for as this race hopefully begins to heat up in the next couple weeks?
1: Mentioned it earlier, but how... uh Black St. Louis voters go. I use that as a as a key indicator for a lot of Democratic primaries. It can't be overemphasized how vital of a of a a voting block that is. But especially in a place like St. Louis County, where they've like black voters have often decided elections. In this instance, where the three major candidates need to make inroads in that community, not only to get their vote but to actually govern. Uh, I think that's going to be critical, and I, I'm I'm really interested to see whether there's one candidate that Black voters rally around, sort of like when they rallied around Joe Biden during the Missouri primary, or whether it gets split into a lot of different directions and, you know, it it ends up not mattering as much. But I think in in scenario A, that could be. The, the, the deciding factor on who becomes the next county executive.
0: So it might be wise to keep an eye on where endorsements are coming from, from uh, black politicians and also um, what community groups are lining up with who.
1: Yeah, right now it seems to be split between Zimmerman, uh, Page and, and Montevani to some extent. Hmm. So I, I don't think that there's a real obvious candidate. Like, for example, most black officials supported Charlie Dooley in 2014 and many supported Montevani over Steve Stanger. Uh, but that was not enough to that was not enough for Mondavani in that instance.
0: Well, we'll have to keep an eye on this race. Certainly we'll be covering this more in the next month. So, St. Louis Public Radio reporter Jason Rosenbaum, thank you so much.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.